Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And we have a great person that to be on the show with us today. Uh, we have Rebecca Mercurio from Whole Nine Wellness. Say hi, Rebecca. Hi. <laughs> yeah, so um, I love it. We're at her, uh, I wouldn't call it a storefront, but um, her Studio building. Maybe? Studio, yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty big. And so we're going to talk about that. She's actually have bigger and bigger and better plans. She's actually moving out of this studio, which is pretty large. But she's, but you know what? Versus me trying to tell your story. Sure. What should what should what should people know about you? Well, um, let's see. I am a native Buffalonian. I left for many many years, and then I moved back about five years ago, and have built Whole Nine Wellness, which began out of just what I needed it to be. Right? Like I moved back here with a one year old. I didn't really have a community. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job. So I sort of, you know, created this space, which is called Village, um, to kind of fulfill my own needs. And then by in doing that, it just built because everybody needs it, right? Like mm -hmm. all the new moms, everyone who's kind of just struggling with like, you know, this new dynamic of like shifting in your life after you have a kid, it changes everything, right? So um, I'm a doula. I wouldn't know yet. Oh, well, you will. <laughs> when you do it, it's a huge shift. Like, it's insane. It's It flips everything you know on its head. Like, it's the most, it's the hardest, most wonderful, rewarding thing there is in this lifetime. But um, you have to get really creative, you know what I mean? Especially women. Like, you have to choose. There's this kind of you know, sort of like you have to choose between going back to work or staying with your kid. And we were in New York and I was just, I got to this point, you know, I took a year off with him and I was like, am I going to work 70 hours a week to pay someone else to raise my child? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, you mm -hmm. know? So then we moved back here where it's just a whole different quality of life. You know, it's slower living. It's much cheaper. I could never have built this, you know, in Brooklyn. Like it just wouldn't, I couldn't afford it. Right. Yeah. So just you know, tell us about your practice. Yeah, so I'm a massage therapist, um, and I've worked in medical practice. I've worked in, like, really high-end spas, resorts all over the world. And now I've sort of honed in on this niche of pregnancy and postpartum. Um, I'm also a doula and a childbirth educator and so a yoga instructor. Like, so people, yeah, so people like me who do not know what an abdullah is, like what is that? Yeah, so the best way to explain it, right? So doula is a Greek word and it means servant. And the best way to explain it, do you know what a Sherpa is? I do not. Okay, so like if you're gonna climb Mount Everest, uh -huh. you get what's called a Sherpa, which is like a guide, right? So they carry your packs, they make sure that you have food and water, they know how to traverse the mountain, they know all the different paths. If there's an avalanche, they know a different like alternate route. Mm -hmm. They know how to get you to the top safely. Okay. Right? They can't climb it for you, but they can help you get there. Yeah. So that's kind of what a doula does for birth, right? Throughout pregnancy and labor and delivery, like we're so ill-prepared culturally for this. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have no information. Like, you spend your whole life trying not to get pregnant. So that when you do, you're like, oh, I don't know anything about it. And our medical model, unfortunately, just because of the volume of, like, women who are pregnant and having babies, like, they don't have time to give this, like, individualized care, right? So they don't really give women information. They just kind of look at your chart, and then they say, any questions, and then you're on your way out, right? So 
what we do as doulas is we help sort of navigate the process. We help give people informational support. We give, um, you know, physical support in terms of like, here's some comfort measures. Here are things that we can do during labor to help you work through it. Positional changes. We help you understand where you are in your labor, which is a really big um, issue because a lot of people go to the hospital like the first sign of it, right? And it's way, way too early. Mm-hmm. And because what we have of labor and birth, right, in our culture is like the movies, Mm -hmm. right? Where like the water breaks, a baby comes flying out, everybody's screaming, and it's over in like two hours. But Mm -hmm. that's not because birth is two hours, it's because movies are two hours, right? Like they have to fit it in. But in reality, especially first babies, sometimes it's days and days. Mm -hmm. And people have no idea what to expect. So having someone who works for you, we're also autonomous. Like we don't work for the doctor or the the provider, we work for the family. Mm -hmm. So our best interest is whatever it is you want. Like if you want an epidural, I'll just help you understand when it's time to go get your epidural, because that's really key. You know, Mm -hmm. if you get it too early, it will kill your labor, you Mm -hmm. know? And so we have this like really high C-section rate in Western New York. Mm -hmm. The CDC report that came out a couple months ago, you know, highlighted the maternal mortality rate. Like of any industrialized nation, we have the highest maternal and infant mortality rate. Mm -hmm. And the, the report really highlighted that many of these maternal deaths were preventable which anyone who works in the birth, like we know that, right? It's right. a lot of like- And this is where your passion yes, came from. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so it used to be that massage practice was my bread and butter and I would take a couple of births here and there. And now it's totally flipped. Like the doula life has taken over everything and massage is kind of just, it's the thing I'm like doing during the day. In fact, I just hired a therapist because I'm at this like growth point where mm-hmm. it's too much for me as one person, which is a really good problem to have, but it's yeah. also really overwhelming. Like it's very scary to take that leap of, you know, like yeah, everything I do is so. Like, when it's all said and done, like 1,500, 2,000 yeah, square feet and you're yeah. outgrowing it. So, yeah. and, and you, you're only one person, right? Totally, you can only do yeah. so much. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. So, how did, so, so how did it go from being a massage therapist to, to, to doing to really flipping to now just doing a few deliveries to now doing more. I right? do like five, six births a month. It's really insane. Yeah. And it just grew. Like we have a really small community. I mean, the, the natural birth community anywhere is, is definitely a niche market. It's pretty small. It's like, you know, three to 5% of women are giving birth outside of hospitals and mm-hmm. hiring doulas. Um, the, it's like 97%. Most women just are going in and they're through the system, which is why our C-section rate is 38%. And mm-hmm. it's why we have the mortality rates that we have because we aren't really like helping birthing women. We're just sort of managing the birth in the medical model. So the, the world that I work in of natural birth is a very, very small community. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of word of mouth. Like it's all been word of mouth. Like yeah. I've just you know, worked my ass off. Like mm-hmm. I moved back, I worked really hard and like people just kept sort of like saying my name and it got out in the community and then I built upon that. And then I won this Ignite grant last year, which has kind of catapulted me to, to be able to take the steps to get to the next level. So um, for our listeners, cause I don't even know the answer to this question. So <laughs> how long, you know, cause sometimes we can say like, oh, I moved from Brooklyn to here and did this. Like, yeah. you know, like, was this a year? Was this five years, 10 years? So when did you officially move back from Brooklyn? Five years ago. Okay, so this so, is in a five year time yeah, period where you became years. a massage therapist. And then you really started doing yoga for for pregnant women, yeah, right. And then it just kind of evolved to over five yeah. years. Because I bet you, you probably would say it went like that. It flew. And um, I mean, it also five seemed, years is five years. Yeah, <laughs> it, it. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. Like yeah. I've I've been a massage therapist for 15, 16 years. I've been a doula for eight years. I've been a yoga instructor for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. And then I did my prenatal training while I was pregnant with my son. And so when I was moving, looking to move back, the first thing I did was email 
a yoga studio that I noticed didn't have any prenatal yoga offerings. So I emailed them and I said, hey, I'm moving back. I'm a prenatal instructor. This is my passion. It's my specialty. I'm also a doula and a massage therapist. And, you know, you don't, I don't see any prenatal classes. If you'd like, I would love to, like, start a prenatal program. And they, the owner of the studio was like, oh, my God, yeah, come on in and do that. That's so cool. So, yeah. like, so many times we think that things have to yeah. come to us. but look, no, no, I just created something that wasn't there. Yeah, like, it wasn't I was like, there, right? You I saw was like, there's a market for this. And that class was yeah. booming. It was mm-hmm. the busiest class in the studio. Yeah. And then I moved it and then eventually opened this space and moved it here yeah. and taught it here for a year. And then we totally were bursting at the seams and outgrew this space. So then I moved it to Love and Motion on Niagara, Have which you ever thought about getting now. another prenatal coach or is that not, you're like not one out there really? What do you mean? Like because because like, you're bursting at the seams, you know, no pun intended, right? Right. So like, yeah, it's yeah. there are there are other prenatal yoga teachers, really great ones, and there are other studios that have prenatal. Um, the the kind I teach is really specific, and it's also really informed by anatomy and physiology because I'm a massage therapist, and it's a lot of I use it as a platform for childbirth ed because of the doula work. So mm-hmm. I have a skill set and a knowledge base that, um, like, you know, it's not a modified yoga practice. In fact. The girls who own the studio and I are putting together a training, a prenatal yoga teacher training, which we're going to do in Costa Rica next April. Okay. So anyone who wants to become a prenatal yoga teacher. Now is the time. Yeah, it's now coming up. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to go back to your story, but let's get to some um, some questions if okay. that's okay with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. So for our entrepreneurs out there, you know, obviously there's a million different entrepreneurs out there. You can, we can do a billion things for a living these yeah. days. It's 2019. Yeah. So that being said, you know, so when I answer these questions, they don't have to be so specific to your niche, right? Mm-hmm. So I said that right. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with that word now for some reason because I think I've been pronouncing it's it a wrong great word. the last 31 niche. years of my life. But that being said, um, so what were, what were some of the biggest mistakes you think you made the past five years, or maybe as an entrepreneur, some of the biggest mistakes you see other people making in their business? Well, you know what's really interesting is I never set out to be an entrepreneur. Like, this just kind of happened because, you know, I am a single mom, I had a kid, I had to find a way to make things work for us. And I had to get really creative. Mm-hmm. And I had to just make my own job. And for me, like, freedom is the most important thing. If he's sick, being able to be home with him. If he has a field trip, being able to go with him. So... I didn't really set out to be a business owner. It just sort of happened to me. You know, I just had to create something that worked for my life, which I think is a really important lesson for entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of us do, like, kind of wait for that thing, mm-hmm. and it never comes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have to just get out there and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to create it. It's there, but you have to go get it, right. right? Like, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then when I went and started, I was like, oh, wow. And it's just, like, blowing up. Mm-hmm. And it's because... You know, it's something that I'm really passionate about, that I love doing. I think that comes across always, right? Mm-hmm. People are like, wow, that's the real deal. Like, You can tell they actually really care what they're talking about. Yeah. They're not just spitballing with what they learned in a textbook yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, what is one of the biggest things you learned, you think, the past five years? I've learned so much, so yeah. much. So you can maybe break it down to two or three? Yeah, yeah. so networking is everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything, right? Um, I used to just kind of like, I'm not affiliated with any, anyone. I'm just going to keep my head down, do really hard work. And I have a really hard time of like asking for things. Like I have friends who are entrepreneurs who are really good at that, really good at just sort of like 
kind of like pushing themselves into something, you know, like for this podcast, for example, like I heard one and I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I, in the past, never would have reached out. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm learning that you have to kind of, you got to put yourself out there, Absolutely. right? You got to put yourself out there. So the biggest mistake I've made is in five years, not putting myself out there, you know, just kind of, but I've also been slowly building, like strategically building, building. And it's now gotten to this point where it's bigger than just me. And I do have to like put myself out there. So what's tip you number know? one, if you had a Put that in a sentence, if you will. Uh, tip number one is just like go for it. Find the thing. Find something that like feels like it would help you grow, mm -hmm. and and just email go. the person, call the person, go for it. Yeah, you know. So ask for give help. Give it a shot. Too, right? Yeah, ask for help for mm -hmm. sure. So uh, I'm all over the place. So don't mind my ADD. That's okay. So I am we'll, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. We're gonna we're gonna get yeah. along well in this podcast. For our listeners, they're just yeah. gonna have to go along with the yeah, ride, um, with the wave of that. But that being said, so what did you learn from the most? Do you think? I have learned from the most. Well, I would say winning this Ignite grant has been huge because it's been a lot of fellow small business owners and I've just been like watching them in awe and how they're growing and learning learning from them. Um, in terms of like the work that I do, I've learned from you know, Dr. Morrison at our birthing center who's phenomenal and also our independent midwives, and even some of our OBs, like just like the, the person, the providers that I work with, I've learned a lot and been really fortunate to have like, you know, it's a really cool culture here where they invite you in. Like as a doula in New York, I never really worked with the same providers twice because it's a massive city and we were in different hospitals and with different providers and I was in Jersey and the Bronx and Brooklyn. So here, because it's such a concentrated niche right a concentrated market like I get to work with these providers and I really get to know them and co like cooperate with them mm -hmm. and I've learned so much from the providers that I work with hey really quick if you love what you're hearing so far please subscribe to this podcast leave a review and rate it it takes 10 seconds but it means so much to me let others know about it if you know a western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. Yeah, so it sounds like you have a cool, also a cool uh, niche yeah. <laughs> with uh, with uh, the Ignite winners too as well. Yeah. So talk to, talk to us about your Ignite because, you know, you're like probably the fourth or fifth Ignite winner on That's our so podcast. Cool. That's I just so feel awesome. like I should have called it the Ignite podcast at this point. <laughs> but I just love people that really just throw themselves out there with the potential to fail. Yeah. I know it sounds like harsh, but it's more of like, I love people that just go for it in life. But you have to, you know? right? Yeah. You have to. Like, like the growing of this space, right? Like I work in this little dark room as a massage therapist all day. And if I don't get out of the room, I'll never get out of the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's scary to take on more rooms, mm -hmm. but if I don't do that, it's never going to happen. Like you have to at least go for it. And yeah. So tell us about that next thing yeah. you're doing. Yeah. So, well, okay. So Ignite, um, 43 North and Facebook did this, uh, Ignite Buffalo, this local sort of small business um, grant and programming that like I just saw it somewhere randomly online and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll write for this grant. And then I never had time to write for the grant. Mm -hmm. And then about a week before it was due, I was at this very long epic birth mm -hmm. that was like four days, you know, and um, she had the epidural and was sleeping. So I was like on the floor at Children's Hospital and I, I filled it out on my phone, you mm -hmm. know, at like 3 a.m. I was like, oh, and I can do this grant thing. So I wrote for it and then I sent it and then I was like, I'll never get that. 
And then I got the email that said, you know, congratulations, you're in the next round. So mm-hmm. and, the, and I then I, so I, so I sent the next thing, and I was like, I'll never get past this round. Yeah. And then I kept getting the like, you made the next cut, you made the next cut, you made the next cut, which was really fascinating because I don't have a product. Like I just hang out with pregnant women. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So I totally it was get like so cool. And then to be <laughs> in this programming, so I won twenty five thousand um, dollars, you know, which is like a small cushion for a tiny business is everything. Like that's what's taken me to the next step, that little cushion. Like the things that I never would have paid for out of pocket, like a lawyer and branding and like things I would have just sort of like, oh, I'll make my contracts online with Rocket Lawyer. You know what I mean? And I'll just make my own branding. But this like took it next level. And so we're moving into this new space that has five treatment rooms. The new space is 4,300 square feet, so it's about three times this size. I've hired my first employee, so I have a massage therapist. So the ultimate plan is to pass massage off completely, Mm -hmm. you know, to a really well-trained team, high standards. We specialize in um, fertility work, uh, prenatal, postnatal, postpartum, um, just like really taking care of the moms, right? And we're gonna offer childcare during services, and then a colleague and I are starting a doula agency where we're working to address, you know, um, quality of life for doulas, like the doula burnout, that's real, and also accessibility for families in Western New York. Mm-hmm. So, like, as one person, I can only take so many births a month, but like, as a collaborative, like, working agency, we can service many families. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this is a lot in the works. It's a lot in the works. So, like, so, um, so when is the the building going to be open? You think for? We are meant to be in and operational by August first. So it's like all happening. You know, it seems very quickly, but it's been the whole year, you know, the whole year of trying to find the space, talking to lawyers, trying to hash everything out, working out this model. So it's been it's been a long time coming. And now it feels like all of a sudden it's around yeah, the, the grand corner. Help with that. Yeah. So that being said, though, so, you know, tell me about, you know, which I think here. So for the learning purposes for our yeah. listeners as entrepreneurs, let's say they have a building or let's mm-hmm. say they're at this business model. Right. And they know that like they're maxing out at this specific area. Yeah. So whether it's they have to hire more staff or they have to get a bigger building or a bigger warehouse or whatever the case may be. Um, what do you think? Like, so tell us about that journey in terms of like, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, what is the biggest thing you're learning right now going from, you know, big to yeah. like bigger? So like, what's the biggest thing you're learning so far? Listeners kind of like can just like be in that journey with you. Yeah, um, scaling, how to scale. That's not mm-hmm. something I ever thought about before, but now I can't stop thinking about it. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to go everywhere. Like we're, we're going to open in Buffalo and then we're going to, I'm going to move it to all the places that I want to be. You know what I mean? Like, so you're thinking about like we're multiple gonna, buildings. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Like mo- different cities, different places, like okay. taking this model of care like to other places and other people. So it's... Um, what so like I'm in learning, terms of negotiating lease, like what did you? Like, yeah. yeah. So like, oh my I mean, god, you ha- get a lawyer. You have to have a lawyer. Okay, like, yeah. I've never done that before. I've just signed leases. Like this place, I was like, okay, we'll sign the lease. We'll pay the rent. No big deal. Yeah. But this is like the lawyer was everything. You mm-hmm. know, she was just kind of like, what's your parking situation? What's your signage package? What's the lighting? What's the, uh-huh. you know, where's the trash gonna go? What's the right of like first refusal? Because this is a massive warehouse that's gonna be developed. So other businesses are gonna come in and what do you guys wanna do about that? You have the right of re- first refusal so you can move into the space, which is why we chose the space was so we can keep expanding into it because it is like a massive warehouse and yeah. we're kind of the anchor tenants you right now. You kind of go into the shell. Yeah, but the other thing is like we've been looking, I've been looking for two years and then when my partner came on, we've been looking for the past year. So it's been a really mm. 
long time coming. It's been coming up against a lot of walls. And every time we find a space and we're like, this is perfect, something happens and it doesn't work out. So you just have to keep going. So it really took you three years. Yeah. So this wasn't like, okay, we got the grant. This is it. No. We're going. We're going to, okay, no. so it's really taking In fact, you. I didn't spend the grant money. Like I won the grant a year ago and mm-hmm. I put it into a CD and it was mm-hmm. like, I'll let it earn some interest. I'm not going to touch it until mm-hmm. I know exactly what I need to do to make it work for me. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to use it. I mean, I could have bought supplies. I could have mm-hmm. bought massage tables. I could have bought stuff, but I just... Like I knew that there was a better way to use the money. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I thought, well, that's yeah. smart, right? Because then you need yeah. like, oh crap, I shouldn't have bought the two. You know. Yeah, it's so easy to spend the money. Like you know, anyone can go out and spend it in a day. But mm-hmm. it was like when it's hard to sit on it. But I just sat on it and the programming that Ignite offered, because not only did do they, you know, did we win money, but we won, it was a year of mentoring. So mm-hmm. it's all this amazing programming from like branding to, you know, your identity so to your financial. Awesome no, I've had my name for, I, let's see, when I first moved back, I, I took out the LLC for Whole Nine Wellness. I was just trying to think of something that encompassed everything, right? So it's, the whole nine yards for the whole nine months, mm-hmm. right? So the whole nine for the whole nine. Yeah. And it just worked with everything I did, like yoga, massage, doula work, birth work. Yeah, um, we do the whole nine for everything. Yeah, the whole nine. Kind of like your like one-stop all, shop. Yeah, way. yeah. We just take care of it. So what is something that you learned a months. lot with the Ignite in terms of like the mentoring? Like, was like, like oh, I never thought about that or that never even came to my mind. Yeah, everything. Or... <laughs> everything. Because I'm not a business person. You know, I'm an in-the-trenches person. Like, I love to be hands-on. I love to work on people. It's what I love about massages that there's this like, you know, immediate sort of like you can help people. You really help people. You know, mm-hmm. people come in and they're like, I can't turn my head. And they come out and they're like, wow, I feel a million times better. Yeah. So I love that. And I love being in the space of birth, it's really intimate, it's really intense, it's like such a wild ride. People have no idea what they're in for, and then they get through it and they look at me and they're like, holy shit, like how do people do this like without knowing what yeah. we knew, you know? And I'm like, they don't have a great experience. You well, talk to most people and it's traumatic, you know? So I um, thought it was really cool is that when we first met before this podcast, um, was that you kind of described it as a marathon. Like the whole thing, it sucks. You hit walls, right? Yeah. You're like a mile, mile nine. You're like, oh my god, I have 17 more miles to go because it's 26 miles. And then like you hit another wall, and you hit another wall, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. What I sign for? I have blisters. I have my nipples are bleeding. Like everything, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, then you get to it, and everyone, of course, has that energy to get tossed, you know, go across. Yeah. And it's like, I did it. That was amazing. But totally. they hope, but. But it's kind of like what's what, what you're doing. Yeah, so you get just, that big hit of endorphins at the end, you yeah. know. And it is. It's like. It's so hard, right? And it's supposed to be hard. Mm -hmm. This is the thing is that like nature made it hard for Mm -hmm. a reason because it's it's sort of this crash course to prepare us for the hardest thing we ever have to do, which is be responsible for another human being, Mm -hmm. right? So birth is supposed to be hard. And we live in a culture that's very like, we don't want to feel it. Mm -hmm. We don't want to know about it. Mm -hmm. Just like give me the drugs and let me do it. So what happens in, in unfortunately is that it becomes a thing that's happening to people, right? Which is traumatic as opposed to a thing that people are doing and participating in, which is really empowering, Mm -hmm. right? So when you hear these birth stories, there's this big gap. Like women are either like, oh my God, it was amazing or oh, it was awful, right? And it shouldn't ever be awful. Like it's an amazing thing we get to do. It's not a scary thing that happens Mm -hmm. to us, but that's the difference, you know? But you know what? We can totally translate to life and business. Absolutely. Like, you know, like if, um, 
you know, I, I want to be careful because I'm not a woman, you know, mm -hmm. so I want to make sure that, you know, I'm sick. I want to be respectful to those that have done it or have a certain preference and whatnot. But, but that being said, like the, the marathon thing again, yeah. like that's life. Like sometimes like that's, that's business. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. I hit a wall here. Or why am I not getting this? Or why am I not where I want to be? Or why is it taking three years to get this building? Always. And so, oh my God, why is this keep going? But really at the end, you're like, wow, this was so worth it. And, yeah. and, uh, and so you, like you embrace that literally every week. Like yeah, you're, all do, the time. you're doing that marathon <laughs> sprint. So I think it's, that's why I think, even though you, you wouldn't call yourself, I wasn't seeking entrepreneurship, right? It sounds like entrepreneurship sought you. Yeah. Um, but what's just really cool is that you're literally living that. And it seems like, I don't know about you, but if I was doing what you're doing, it seems like the business side would be the easy part because you're like, I mean, you're literally with people in the trenches, you know, like it's intense. It, it's intense. So it's intense. I can imagine that like you can really handle a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of stress, but a lot of curveballs yeah. in life because there, there are a lot. So I imagine in birth, I'm be, really you know. good in chaos and under pressure. Like those are like, that's when I operate the best. I've always been that way. It's just my personality. Um, I don't so for, like to so sit So for those still. that don't do that, what <laughs> tips do you have to like, they're just not good in chaos or how do you, how do you handle high intense well, chaotic situations where you might not have all the answers or maybe, maybe cause things when, we're, when our emotions are high, our, our brain can get clouded. Totally. So got a tip or two for people that how to handle chaos? Yeah. I mean, you know, and the thing about birth is that like, not, it's never the same. So every, it's so humbling because you think you know these things and then it goes a, a different way. Mm -hmm. And so every time you learn something, right? So being open to that, like. It's about like like thriving in chaos is just about being able to like move with life, right? Like be in, in that flow state of like, oh, now we're over here and now we're over here and oh, now I gotta go up here and okay, I'm gonna like be down here for a while and understand that it's all part of it, right? Like mm. coming up against the wall is, is absolutely necessary for growth. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to fail to succeed mm -hmm. there's there's no it, one doesn't come without the other yeah we, you we know? just want to skip like, the, the failing yeah part. we all do and we want that instant gratification mm -hmm. and like what i'm learning about this is i actually love the business side of it i've always been like oh i don't want to like i can't deal with you it just do my thing but right i love now. it like i love the business side i love like scaling i love looking at like how we're going to grow this what this could become ways to market um ways to like really like pull people in and connect people because that's what it's all about right it's not i don't this isn't about birth work this is about connection right mm -hmm. it's about this connection that we've lost living in cities with technology like we really have lost this connection as like human beings i mean you can see it in the world like what's happening you know what's so funny like you know like um like what, for our listeners they didn't know this so if you don't mind me to share this no. so, so you said that literally you lived in so many different countries before yeah. you moved back before you moved to brooklyn then back to buffalo like you were a massage therapist everywhere and all these resorts and like different countries mm -hmm. i've always you know, I don't know about you but that, that always attracts me in terms of like people call it nomading yeah but i think it's so cool like wow you're really like seeing the world and getting different perspectives not just your box yeah and so that that being said like uh I, I, I actually just wanted to say that, I guess, but there's something I was going to go with it. I can't remember the beyond my ADD kicked in. Well, you know what I feel like? Yeah. It's like, it, it's like anything, but it's specifically in birth, right? When you talk about how like people have all this fear around it yeah. and everyone is like, I'm just going to get the epidural and just be done with it. Yeah. But it's, there are so many different ways to approach any one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a million different roads to the same 
that lead to the same place. Mm -hmm. And so there's no right or wrong way to do it, right? Like everyone has their circumstances. You want an epidural? Get an epidural, girl. Just do it at the right time, right? Like there's no right or wrong way. But being open, and the thing that I find is that when I start talking to women, especially in yoga, right? Yoga, I get this room full of women, and Mm -hmm. it's awesome. It's a beautiful community. We spend the first like 20 minutes talking about you know, what do you guys have? What's coming at you today? What do you need to discharge? Because people are so rude to pregnant women. They're like, well, you're huge. You're going to pop any day. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, aren't you scared? Like, <laughs> I remember going to work and every oh day God. my boss was like, aren't you terrified? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm really excited. And he's like, oh, you should. That's so scary. That's so gross. And I was like, dude, back up. Oh like, my God. I'm actually really excited about yeah. this. But there's a lot that comes at you during pregnancy. So in this room in yoga, it's like this really great opportunity for us to kind of talk about what's going on, normalize all of it, and then help women understand like all this shit that happens to your body, it's amazing, Mm -hmm. right? It's not gross, it's incredible. And Mm -hmm. we grow up our whole lives being like, oh, it's so gross and it's so taboo and we don't talk about it and there's Mm -hmm. all this shame. And it's not, it's amazing. Like if we didn't do that, like we would have no life on the planet, Mm -hmm. right? Women literally, like everything our body does brings human life, it keeps it going. Mm -hmm. Like we're the future, right? And we we don't treat it accordingly, so. That's such a cool perspective. Obviously being a guy, I never was, you know, I didn't have that talk, right? Right. But that being said, like I think that's such a cool perspective. And again, people only know what they know. Right. And unfortunately, exactly. you know, at least for me growing up, we didn't talk about that, right? You just, you know, it's just almost like a closed mindedness mm-hmm. of it. But that being said, unfortunately we don't really have that much more time. Yeah. But for those that really want to follow your journey, like they want to be like, Oh, that's so cool. I want to learn more about this, or I want to Maybe connect with you. Yeah. What's, what's the best way people can do that? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. You can hit up my website. It's uh, Whole9Wellness, W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E, wellness.com. I'm whole underscore nine, wait, what is it? Whole nine underscore wellness. I'm on there on Instagram. I don't even know what the handle yeah, is, but it's on nine, there. Yeah, it you'll there. find me. And plus, I, I believe yeah. we follow each other on Instagram. So if you're on yep. our Instagram or our, um, our social media, you'll see her on there. So make sure you look for her on there. Make sure you follow her journey because... What's really cool is that like you've come so far, but like you're still at the just uh, you're, yeah I haven't you're, even yeah, started you haven't, yet. <laughs> you haven't started at the that's same point. That's what it point. feels like. So that's what's so cool is we're catching you yeah. early at the the breaking point yeah. in terms of going through. So um, thank you so much for for sharing your your knowledge, oh, your story. Thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for reaching out. And yeah. for those you know, if you don't mind me doing a plug in real quick, Not for, at all. so for those that really just like you know, I want to, I really feel like I have a lot to share with the entrepreneurship community. I have a lot that. I want to share it. I think people can learn from my story as well, like Rebecca here. Like, feel free to reach out. Throw us a message or, or DM, or we'd, we'd love to hear your story. And, and if you really like this, make sure you subscribe. Make sure that you give us a, a rating or a comment. Um, you know, we always want to keep this thing going. We want to make sure that people are really being involved in it. So uh, please feel uh, feel free to do so. We, we, we would love that. So again, Rebecca, thank you so much for, for your time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.